0: BBOR, Black Box Online Radio, coming to you from West Virginia, BlackBoxNed88 on Instagram for the bonus podcast. Normally on Tuesdays I do a segment called True Crime Talk Radio, and this one is going to be dealing with some breaking news. I've been doing a couple regularly scheduled ongoing series here on this channel but I want to devote this segment to something that is happening now as we speak, and that is the disappearance of Gabby Petito and some new developments that have happened in that case. While this is the first time that I've talked about it, I only felt that it was appropriate to weigh in because of how much news coverage had surrounded the disappearance of Gabby Petito. If you've been anywhere near a television set or a radio or the internet internet, in some sort of capacity, whether you're using a smartphone, a laptop, or you got some type of internet app on your TV. Perhaps you've heard something about the disappearance of Gabby Petito, but I was just sitting down Saturday morning, maybe 8 or 9 a.m., and I turned on the Lord & channel, one that I talk about frequently on Blackbox Online Radio, and I pulled up his latest episode and it was about the disappearance of Gabby Petito, and John Lorden covers a lot of missing persons cases. He has a show called Brain Scratch Searchlight. I highly recommend you check it out if you haven't heard it yet, and then I was thinking about the cases. I do just kind of mulling things over, and then I saw later that day that the local news here in West Virginia was talking about the disappearance of Gabby Petito, and then NBC4 started talking about it later on at night, and ab. All across the media sphere, whether it's on TV or on the internet, numerous places have been covering this story. But I'll give just a very quick introduction. This is what Google has uh, written out as a nutshell version of the disappearance of Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito is a 22-year-old American woman from Suffolk County, New York, who was reported missing on September eleventh, two 2021, while traveling across the United States with her fiancé. Her family lost contact with her in late August when she was in Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Gabby's birth date is March 19th, 1999, and she is 5 feet 5 inches tall. And yes, they're still referring to her as a living person, but I was listening to a program this morning while I was out driving, and it was actually the Tate LaBianca radio program hosted by Brian Davis, and he said, I expect that you have probably heard something about the disappearance of Gabby Petito and her fiance, who um was just listed there, but they have discovered remains in Wyoming, which they believe belong to Gabby Petito, and I've pulled up several new sources. am gonna break one of the rules here on Black Box Online Radio, but, and mention CNN in regards to true crime, but even CNN put out something about how the human remains that have been discovered in Wyoming are most likely Gabby Petitos, even though they are going through the autopsy now as we speak. And I want to stress that this is an ongoing story. The news is happening as we are talking right now. So if there are any new developments that happen, maybe even by the time you've listened to this, something has changed, and I'm always open to correction. And if there are any updates that are going on after the time of this recording, please feel free to put them down in the comments section down below now because so many news outlets had been talking about this there was a post on twitter from lionel nation which is a youtube channel it's hosted by lionel but lionel nation is the name of his youtube channel and he asked the question there are so many missing persons cases in the country why is everybody covering the story of gabby Petito? And I think I can answer that. There are two big reasons for this. The first is that there is something that people can interpret, and that is the actions of her fiancé, whose name is Brian Laundry. Because Gabby and Brian were on a type of road trip, if you will. They were actually living out of the van. They were doing van life. And the movie Nomadland came out recently, starring Frances McDormand. It was directed by Chloe Zhao. It won a bunch of Oscars. It really romanticized the concept of van life. It's becoming more and more popular. Now, I'm fully aware that Gabby was aware of van life before that movie came out last year, but that was just another contemporary reference. So, Gabby and her fiancé Brian were in Wyoming together. Even though Gabby's family lived in Florida, something happened. Some type of altercation happened, or for some reason, Brian left Gabby and he drove their van from Wyoming to Florida without her. And that, I think, is one of the reasons why so many news outlets are covering the story because people want to interpret that message. People are giving their gut instinct responses to that. And by people, I mean the audience, the viewers, the listeners. They're saying, no why on earth would somebody do that? Just leave his fiancée in, well, who knows where? She is um still a missing person at the time of this recording. Like I said, they found human remains in Wyoming, which they believe to be hers, but they're doing the autopsy, I guess, today. And then the results might even be posted by the time you're listening to this recording. And then there will be a determination one way or another And people are sharing their own experiences about what would possess somebody to make a decision like that. And when I was watching that very first video that I saw about the disappearance of Gabby Petito, it was, as I said, from the Lord and Arts channel, and he played a clip from Gabby Petito's father, and he was like, why is this legal? I mean, no matter what happened to Gabby, why is it legal for somebody to abandon someone like that. And the reason that her father brought that up was because Brian Laundrie was driving the van, right, from Wyoming to Florida without his fiancée, but the van was her property. And the father's saying, why is it legal for him to take her vehicle, her property, across multiple state lines when they don't even know if he had consent to do that and drive it into Florida without her. I mean, wouldn't that be unauthorized use of something or reckless endangerment of something? It would really depend on the last point in which Gabby was seen. And then Brian um, Laundrie, he has been doing some questionable things. At first he was just in hiding. Then I heard recently in a news story that he had disappeared and he had run off into a nature preserve. Um, I'm really waiting to find out the results more if they have found Gabby Petito or not, but I would like to jump over to a news article from news.com.au Australia, and let's see what they have to say about the disappearance of Gabby Petito. Police have found a body in their desperate search for missing woman, Gabby Petito. Ms. Petito, age 22, was road tripping across the country with her 23-year-old boyfriend, Brian Laundry. When she stopped contacting her family late last month, and I said there were two reasons why I believe that this story has generated so much of an interest in the media. The first was, as I said, it has that very strong interpretive clue. There's that bizarre behavior from Brian. The second is because Brian and Gabby had a YouTube channel, and they actually had an enormous amount of views before. Before the case was heavily publicized, I mean, I was looking at things in the hundreds of thousands on their YouTube channel. They have at least one video that has probably had 2 million at the time that I'm recording this. Maybe it even has more. I don't have the counter in front of me. The last time I saw it had 1.7 million, but a lot of those views had come in recently. They were sharing their van life experience. So... I think it's those two reasons. It's people are asking the question, what well, would possess somebody to drive from Wyoming to Florida after abandoning his fiance?" they They're like, is this a sign of guilt? Is this the sign of an accident? Is this the sign of just a breakup? And people are giving their two cents on the subject. And it generates a lot of thought amongst the listeners and the viewers and the audience. And the other reason is because they had the YouTube channel Mr. Laundry has been named as a person of interest, but vanished last Tuesday. FBI and police in Florida launched a massive search in a nature reserve three days after he disappeared. Ms. Petito last called her family from Grand Teton National Park, which neighbors Yellowstone National Park, on August 25th. The region where Ms. Petito disappeared reignited theories of the zone of death in neighboring Yellowstone National Park, where academics have suggested criminals could get off without retribution. A glitch in the U.S. Constitution has made the 80-kilometer strip of land difficult to police, with the part of it being Idaho and part of it being Wyoming. A 2005 academic paper titled The Perfect Crime by Michigan State Law Professor Brian Colt said, there is a 50-square-mile swath of Idaho in which one might be able to commit felonies with impunity. Professor Colt called for Congress to redraw the state's judicial boundaries and put Idaho section of Yellowstone into the district of Idaho. I mean, that's all some stuff that I just completely uh, do not understand, but just because I don't want to leave it as an unfinished thought, it says, the Sixth Amendment in the U.S. Constitution requires criminal prosecution to be heard by a jury from the state and district where it was committed. So, as you see, that's something about district lines and so on. Now, did Brian Laundry have any type of awareness of that? Well, I mean, I'm not going to attempt to answer that, Right now, I would really hope that this was not a case of absolute cold blooded murder to that proportion when someone knew about this zone of death where they could commit a crime and get away with it. From what we have been introduced to them, is that they had a YouTube channel, they were doing the van life thing, and they were also dealing with an enormous amount of stress, domestic disputes, the police were called in Utah, and what was mentioned on the Tate Bianca program, as I said, hosted by Brian Davis, is that the thing that he remembered is with his, with his limited exposure, he he said, now it seemed like Brian had called the police on Gabby in the past, and if you were um, listening to this recording in the far-off corner of YouTube, perhaps you already know that story even better than I do, and I believe the 911 call has been put out. I just saw that it had been posted in an article that that um, 911 call had been had been released, but there was um, something that was also catching my interest, and that is something that I'll read here from news.com.australia. The last text message from Gabby Petito's phone was warning her family she wouldn't have phone service in Yosemite. Two days later, Mrs. Laundry's van was found in Florida. Oh, her and Mrs. Laundry's van, it says... Reports have surfaced since that Mr. Laundry could be in Mabry Carlton Reserve, a massive 25,000 acre wildlife habitat in Florida. So, um, I saw in one article, just like looking at the headline quickly, that the family of Gabby Petito believes that that text message was not actually her. And that was actually one from Newsweek.com, and I'll pull that up now that whole thing about. She's going into Yosemite and she won't have cell service. And Newsweek.com reports, Gabby Petito's mom doesn't think missing daughter sent final text from Yosemite, and this article is written by Cami Pedroja. As investigators follow multiple leads in the race to find the missing 22-year-old Gabby Pepito, her mother said she doesn't believe the final text she received was from her daughter's phone. Gabby's family, who reported their daughter missing on September 11th after not hearing from her for two weeks, has expressed frustration at her partner, Brian Laundrie, who had been traveling with her. The two were on a months-long road trip that says months-long, plural, in their modified camper van since July, and they've been documenting their outdoor travels. She doesn't believe it was from her daughter, Staffords, an attorney for the family, told Insider or the last text Schmidt received from her phone. Looking back now with all the facts, she believes it was not her daughter. So then you can see that someone was up to something very mischievous, but you can also um get somewhat of an understanding from this about how That article that I was just reading off from Newsweek refers to her as Gabby Pepito, to begin with it, to begin the article, which I even read there. And then later on it refers to her as Gabby Petito, which goes to show that I believe the mainstream media, including Newsweek, is putting these things out very quickly, and they aren't even spell-checking or fact-checking, so we have to take everything you know, at face value, and let's leave some room for doubt, let's leave some room for skepticism, and let's question them. Oh, we can go through articles from major publications like Newsweek or news.com.au, but we should um, also realize that they are putting these things out very quickly, and they might make certain errors. I don't mean simply misspelling somebody's name, Pepito versus Petito, but they also are um, perhaps going to do the same thing when it comes to fact checking and so on. So I would like to move over to a smaller publication. This is from Fox 26 Houston that says, Gabby Petito Case, timeline of the 22-year-old woman's disappearance. Gabrielle Petito was 22 years old and went on a cross-country trip in her converted camper van with her boyfriend over the summer, but she didn't return home. Northport, Florida. Gabby Petito, a woman who vanished after going on a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend, in a converted camper van, became the subject of a nationwide search after she didn't return home. Authorities later discovered a body in northern Wyoming believed to be Petito. Okay, at the time of this recording, it has not been officially announced that that was Gabby. Maybe, by the time that this is published on YouTube, there will be a definitive answer, but as of now, um... That is just the story that people are going with. That is the line in all of the news coverage, whether it's CNN Newsweek or Fox 26 Houston. They're just saying they found a body in northern Wyoming that they believe to be Gabby, but it hasn't been officially confirmed. Gabby Petito had last been in contact with her family in late August when she and Brian were visiting Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Their social media posts documenting the trip abruptly stopped, and Laundrie returned to the Florida home in the van, alone, according to investigators. Laundry, who has not cooperated with the police, is now considered a person of interest in the case and hasn't been seen since September 14th. At the time of that Lord and Arch video, the first one that I saw about the case, absolutely every source that was pulled up during that discussion said that He wasn't viewed as a suspect, I mean, person of interest. She was treated as a missing person. She was just treated as someone who had been missing. They're like, they can't file any charges against him. They can't accuse him of anything because, as we've said in this um, recording, he left from Wyoming and he drove the van back to Florida. But other than that, he didn't confess to anything. And I mean, Gabby is an adult, she is not a minor, so that wouldn't be like abandoning a child. And if they don't know what happened to Gabby, how could they charge him with any crimes? How could they list him as a suspect in any crimes? But we might get those answers very soon. Now, here's the timeline of Gabby Petito's disappearance. June to July 2021, the couple embarks on their cross-country trip, driving from Florida to New York and later to the West Coast and the Western National Parks. They were traveling with Petito's camper van, a white 2012 Ford Transit van with a Florida license plate, and documenting their journey on YouTube and other social media platforms. They also had numerous posts on Instagram. But about that, this um, source also confirms that it was Gabby's van. It says Petito's converted camper van. And that's what the father was uh, bringing up when he's like, if this is her property, shouldn't they have been able to detain him on something, even just char- like unauthorized use of a vehicle or something like that? But I'm sure that he would have had permission if they had been on the road trip together to drive it. But you, I would just ask you guys that as a challenge question. Without any further discussion, somebody is on a road trip with his fiance girlfriend significant other partner and then he leaves her in wyoming and drives back to the state of florida without her no explanation provided does that make you suspicious and also because this is the far off corner of youtube where we are allowed to speculate do you think that that immediately suggests foul play now brian laundry is innocent until proven guilty in the united states of america but Do you think that those actions suggest foul play? You can respond in any way you want, or if you would just simply want to say, we don't have enough information based on those actions alone, or if you're somebody who thinks absolutely that suggests foul play, why else would he do that if he had done nothing wrong? And, I mean, even abandoning someone in the middle of nowhere, that could also cause its own set of legal ramifications, which it should. I mean, if if it comes down to something such as that, they get into a dispute and he just drives off and leaves her there. But you'd have to wonder, why would he immediately drive all the way back to Florida? The couple post regular updates in July of 2021 on their Instagram accounts. Petito shared a photo of her at Great Sand Dunes National Park and the Preserve in Colorado. On July 16, she shared another set of pictures at Zion National Park. On July 26, she shared a, another photo of her lounging in an outdoor hot tub at the Mystic Springs in Utah. August 12, 2021, the pair gets into an altercation near Moab, Utah. A witness called the police reporting a possible domestic violence situation between the two, prompting response from the, by the police in the area. The police report in body cam video Later release shows responding officers pulling the van over and had an encounter with the couple for over an hour. An emotional Gabby Petito sat in the back of the patrol vehicle on the side of the road and laundry remained outside of their camper van as law enforcement officials sorted out what transpired. While the report and video show possible mental health concerns and tension between the two, officers ultimately determined that the events did not generate chargeable crimes. They also took steps to separate the pair. August 19th, a video uploaded to YouTube titled Van Life, Beginning Our Journey, highlights the couple's travels. The eight-minute video was on the channel called Nomadic Static. August 24th, near the end of August, Petito's regular contact with her family stopped. August 25th, Nicole Schmidt, Petito's mother, speaks to her daughter for the last time on the phone. September 1st, Laundrie returns home, alone, to Northport, Florida with the van. He returns to where he lived with Petito and his parents. I mean, living with both of them together, doesn't that suggest that there was some type of, um, closeness between Gabby and whomever Brian was living with? I mean, that definitely doesn't suggest that they were absolutely, um, you know, strangers, or they this seems like a sense of openness as well. But um I also just want to be um I want to reinforce that point before I go to another source that these people who are behind any of the mainstream coverage, and even though we're trying to rely on them because I'm not a first hand uh connection to the story, let's always be somewhat skeptical or doubtful. And if you guys have anything that you would like to correct, the story's been widely covered. I'm sure there's something that you would like to say, and if there's anything that you can correct from this episode, please feel free to do so. This one is from the New York Post, and it was written by Simply Just Says staff. Follow the New York Post's updates on Gabby Petito. The Utah police released a chilling body cam footage video of Gabby Petito and her boyfriend in a domestic incident call. Series of haunting songs appeared on Gabby Petito's Spotify before going missing. A series of songs about heartache and love appeared on missing Long Island native Gabby Petito's, actually this one says Pepito's Spotify account. Once again, people are spelling her name in different ways, and I think that they are moving a little bit quickly. A day after her mother last heard from her, your woman is your angel, is your left side, is your whole life easily the most beautiful thing in the world. Matt Berry's Woman Begins. Now, John Lorden, from that first video that I talked about, made a comment about how there was this Matt Berry song on her um, Spotify. I have absolutely no idea who that is, um, but John Lorden simply said that he's also an actor in addition to um, being a musician. And he thought that it was absolutely abnormal for a person of Gabby Petito's demographic to be listening to that song. I mean, people have peculiar tastes in music, sure, but he thought that that was someone else using her device. Going over to latintimes.com. Actually, before we do that, can I just weigh in on that New York Post article? This comes up. Very frequently. This comes up in a lot of things. Whether you're watching Dateline, 48 Hours, Forensic Files. They try to point to people making peculiar Google searches. Or listening to peculiar movies. Or listening to something like a podcast. Or reading a book. Or watching a film that deals with some type of morbid subject. Like somebody is heavily involved in maybe a horror film where someone dies, or crime dramas, and then they end up passing away in a similar way. This happens all the time, but we cannot jump to conclusions about that. I mean, it's really more like the Dateline 48-hour style of broadcasting as opposed to forensic files. I take that back in some way that puts out those type of theories. But, um, the whole point is that we should, um, we shouldn't really rush to judgment about having certain songs on the Spotify, so says me. Okay, FBI executes search warrant at the home of Gabby Petito's fiancé, Brian Laundry. The FBI executed a search warrant at the Florida home of Gabby Petito's fiancé Brian Laundry on Monday, September 20th. Agents escorted Laundrie's parents out of the house and placed them in an unmarked vehicle when, while their home was searched. The FBI is executing a court-authorized search warrant in, at the Laundry residence in Northport, Florida, relevant to Gabrielle Petito's investigation. No further details could be provided at the time, and I started out by going to the Latin Times. This one was actually from iHeart.com by Bill Galluccio. FBI executes search warrant at the home of Gabby Petito's fiance just citing the source. And in conclusion, I would just like to leave you guys with the message that Brian Laundrie's behavior doesn't only sound suspicious, it sounds horribly suspicious. He's in Wyoming with Gabby, Drives from Wyoming to Florida in her van, and she just stops responding? Now, that does not immediately make him a murderer. I know some people are going to instantly say the only reason he would have driven from Wyoming to Florida is because he killed her. There could be all sorts of possibilities that could have happened. Anything from accidental death to somebody panicking to some type of revenge dispute going on. I mean, I can't even begin to speculate, and I speculate all day long here on this channel. But I think that the amount of media and news coverage will definitely bring us answers and justice sooner than later. I think that the amount of media coverage will definitely help, um, Gabby's case to a certain extent. I don't think that, um... This one that people are going to forget in the next coming days. And it, I'm really just wondering what's going to happen to Brian Laundry. At the time of this recording, I last heard that he was thought to have been in that nature reserve in Florida. 25,000 acres. I mean, that's that's a very going to be very difficult to locate him, if that is the case. But what do you think happened to Gabby Petito? And what do you think... The actions of her ex boyfriend, ex fiance Brian Laundrie suggest. Does that immediately suggest foul play? Or do you think that something else could have happened, like there was some type of accident because of a domestic dispute and he got really scared and he fled the state of Wyoming? Or do you believe that um one professor who was talking about the uh the um death zone near Yellowstone National Park? where people couldn't be prosecuted for crimes because of the district laws, and that um, there's this type of legal loophole. I mean, I I don't know how commonly well-known that is. And as I said, these news developments are happening very quickly. If someone knows something that I don't, that, oh yeah, well that's because there was a search for it on Brian Laundrie's computer or something like that. Okay, please share anything like that. In the comment section down below, I'm being very clear that was a hypothetical. I have not heard that there was a search for this um death zone on Brian Laundry's computer. That was a hypothetical but um, you really do have to wonder um what really was his plan and his intention with all of this. And do you believe that that final text saying that they weren't going to have cell reception near Yosemite was actually Gabby? Or do you agree with her mother that that was not her? That was someone impersonating her maybe because some other incident happened? Or maybe, maybe that was indeed her? I mean, it really is too difficult to say based on all of those circumstances. But in conclusion, I didn't want to begin the episode doing the usual promotions that I do. So I would just like to remind you guys that this episode, as well as other episodes, will be available for free downloads at Launchpad 1. There's a link to that in the description box, some other links as well, but I don't even want to talk about any type of other promotions other than you can download the show for free. If you want to download the video version, you can use YouTube Premium, and that's where I'm going to have to end. So thank you for listening to this episode. Let's hope they find Gabby soon and get some more answers. Until next time.